month of the 90s every week. We're in our 1991 season and this is the November episode. Uh, my co-host Ben is here Hello. as always. It is the morning. It's the best time of the podcast. It is the morning. It I is. I feel like it's the afternoon already. Oh, I love podcasting in the morning. You told me to wear pants and a jumper and I am warm. <laughs> We're outside and it is, uh, there's, there's a brisk wind. You might hear something in the background and as you know, the pigeons are just like eyeing each other off in the trees. Hundred percent, a palm leaf is gonna fall on me. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, At least some nuts. You're in the drop zone, but we're not talking about drop zone yet. Not yet. <laughs> I love that film. Ah, I can't wait to get to. It. I think it's '95. Ah. Um, but we are talking about November '91. But before we get into the '90s, we do living in the now. So let's go living in the now. What have you been watching? You know, for all the notes that I take and keep, you always I forget this. never write down what I've been watching now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, I went and saw The Unholy. How was that? Don't want to talk about it. It wasn't very good. It's got um, the guy from Walking Dead in it. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to like him. <laughs> I do. Not just because he's a Seahawks fan. He seems like a nice guy. What? He's been in good things. He's a better version of Javier Bardem. <laughs> Re- That's your comparison? I used to get them confused a lot. He looks like a fit version of Robert from Everyone Loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah. But i gotta, I got to be a bit harsh, but he was not very good. Really? And the script was terrible. So I can't blame him for not being very good because it was just everything about it was bad. Just reminds me, there's a Kiss song called Unholy, and that's all I can think of every time I... I a kid's song? A Kiss song. Oh. <laughs> Unholy. <laughs> that wasn't even in the film. When I w- watched uh, Kong vs. Godzilla with my son, they because sh- it's an M-Rand movie, they showed the preview to Unholy, and I was just like, oh, son! He's <laughs> 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 just like, don't listen, try not to listen, I'll just cover your eyes. You um, should have let him actually watch the film and be like, oh, yeah, this is it. Um, I uh, finally watched um, Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> How good is it? It's pretty funny. Bush Club? <laughs> yeah, Bush Club. <laughs> Bush Club. Yeah. It's like it got way more crap than what I thought it should. Yeah, um, d- I think it's easier to write off because it was so ridiculous and it doesn't really fit anymore. Oh, no. Nah, it's there like was a time it's, and it's, place. It, it was, it's completely out of time and place. Yeah. Um, and I also watched... Uh, have you ever seen They Live? No. The one where they can see... like. Subliminal advertising. Stephen King? Nah, John Carpenter. Same thing. <laughs> um, Come at me. <laughs> when they put like sunglasses on, they can see like the uh, I don't know, robots and stuff like that. There's a Simpsons episode here, isn't there? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I, I look. I think it's a good film. Um, it's got Rowdy Roddy Piper in it. <laughs> and um, I didn't know that was a real person. And uh, Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper. <laughs> and he um. <laughs> He has a fight that lasts for about I don't know seven minutes. It's like it was like basically like we've hired a wrestler to be an actor, so we need to put like a huge wrestling part in this. Uh, seven minutes is too many. It's minutes. a long time, and like it's one of those fights where like they kind of slow down. And you think it's gonna do, then like they'll just punch each other again. Uh. <laughs> All right, um, so let's go back into the nineties, and this is uh, the events. Um, so we've got um, a another mass shooting because oh. I think we're up to about four or five now. So that we've noted. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Australian. No, this one's in America. It was in okay. a, um, the University of Iowa. Uh, six died, including the shooter. Um, we also had Magic Johnson revealed that he had HIV. Oh. Um, so thought that, thought that might have been sports news, but carry on. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you might do that, but I was just like. Um, but he and he retired from basketball straight away. He did come back in '96, apparently. Yeah. Um. I suppose they changed the rules for like, because I remember like they were really um. Uh, they didn't know about sweat, but he has he's been like really instrumental in HIV and AIDS awareness and also reducing the stigma because I think there was like this thing of like, if you got HIV or AIDS, like you were either a homosexual or you're a drug user. Um, yep. And you're gonna die soon, and it was gonna be horrible. Yeah, and it was like, and your life is just like, you know, you're done. And Magic yep. Johnson sort of said, no, like, there's other ways you can get it. Um, we won't go into the ways that he probably got it. <laughs> um, uh, 
Sushi? Ladies love. Oh. <laughs> um, you got it from LL Cool J? Yeah. 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 Um, and um, I think it was, he's been really instrumental in that too. So um, I just recently watched a, I watched a sport doco. Wow. I watched, there's a, on, um, in Australia we've got um, NITV, which is our national indigenous TV station. And they've been running a bunch of really cool uh, docos. And this one was the Lakers Celtics rivalry. Ri- rivalry. Is wow, you watch a basketball documentary. I really like basketball docos. Like, and it's like, you know, they got Larry Bird and like Magic was, um, because they were saying like how it wasn't just like a, a cross city conflict. It was like essentially like a racial thing because yeah. like Boston was just white, white, white. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember like, you know, back in the day, I used to love Larry Bird, not for any other reason except for like, I used to. Because he was white. <laughs> well, no, I, I always like, I always respected the three point shooters because, like, yeah. that was the only thing in basketball that I was actually kind of good at if I was playing at, at lunch or recess. And it wasn't very common back then. No. Like, it wasn't a thing yet. Apparently, it only came in in the, like, the 70s or 80s. Yeah. That blows my mind. I thought it was always a rule. No. Um, we also had. And our... there was people who were good at it that they just were like, no, don't do that. Me and my son watched the three point competition, like, compilations on YouTube quite a lot. They're pretty fun. Yeah. I want to get, like, makes me want to get, like, four basketballs and one, like, red, white, and blue ball. <laughs> Money ball. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the team that you used to claim to support has one of the best ever. Golden State. Mm. Yeah, at least uh, Chris Mullen was a. See, I know you. I know you. Sports. Yeah, but who is it now? Son of Mullen. No. <laughs> Timothy Mullen. No. <laughs> Chris Hardaway. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Uh, I just, all I can remember is nineties basketballs. I wish. Uh, um, we yeah, also had um, sort of tying in with um, because sports? the HIV AIDS AIDS oh. epidemic was was quite at the front. We had our first ever condom ad. Ooh, air during Herman's head. Uh. Fifteen seconds. Um, Do we need? <laughs> yeah. Um. The the it I could I was trying to find a um recording of it and I couldn't find it. Um it basically was a <laughs> I like how they they had to they describe him as a young red headed man who says, I'm a nice guy and I go out with nice girls, but these days some pretty terrible things are happening to some really nice people. And a box of condoms is displayed and it says Trojan latex condoms to reduce the risk. What a terrible ad. It doesn't mention AIDS or HIV in the ad. It just says, like, you know, um, and with that, thousands of um, free condoms were handed out to New York high school students. Yeah, so I did see, I don't know how I didn't make the connection because I had a few HIV and AIDS stories coming up in my news. Yeah, and then I yeah. saw condoms handed out to New York schools. I was like, why the fuck is that in the news? <laughs> how is this relevant? And now the pin has dropped and I understand. Can I tell you a couple of. Uh, Condom stories. Yes, please. Uh, and they're not sexual ones. Um, oh, then so don't worry about there's it. There's one day where we went to watch our state football team, the Adelaide Crows, play back in the 90s. Who's we? Me, my dad, my sister. Uh oh. <laughs> now, um, Paul, we're going to go watch the football. You don't need your condoms, all right? <laughs> but, Dad, but Dad, what if I get excited at the game? They said I've got to wear a protection. Um, so. They had this guy, all these these people there that were like sex positive people, and they were like, they were handing out condoms and um, literature about staying safe and also you know being sex positive and stuff. And in the nineties, ha- and they handed one to me, and A my child. dad grabbed it and threw it back. At him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No son of mine will use a prophylactic. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my... Well, I felt like I was like, you know, two feet tall. And I was just like, oh my God. Dad. Like everyone else was just like grabbing it. And it's like, you know, just tell, tell me it's a balloon. It's like, I don't give a shit. Like. So there's a few paths this could take. Either there's that Catholic still in him. Catholic or well, Christian? Well, he's, no, he's, he's, he's not really religious. He's just... So he wasn't worried about that. He's just conservative. <laughs> and it's... Probably not the fact that you're not going to use it anytime soon, right? He's like, don't insult my son. Don't give him my... <laughs> you know he doesn't need that. Look at him. What's he going to do with it? Look at him. He ain't going to use 
He's got a box of tissues, all right? There's a sock under the bed. Don't waste his time. Um, the second one was in um, Sydney, and pretty much the same thing happened. I was, uh, <laughs> we were, I was over there. I think my mum, my mum had conferences, and we went with her over there. What kind and, of conferences? Well, she used to sell condoms. <laughs> yeah, she was the national condoms. <laughs> now she used to do like, um, she used to do talks on muscular dystrophy and stuff like that. So she had to go to Sydney, and she refuses to fly. She's never flied in her life. So she took the train over, and then me and my dad oh, met. This, a, this is all information you don't need. That's a journey. Um, anyway, so we were there, and um, we're walking through. We, we actually stayed on Oxford Street. Ew. So if you know about Oxford I've Street. i there once. Oxford Street's where they actually have the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Yeah. And um, we and it wasn't that at the time. Like We get there, and it's just like, <laughs> Des is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Can like, you imagine? Like Smithers in that nightclub. <laughs> Oh, um, but we're walking through one of the parks there, and um, and this 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 woman walks past and she's like handing out condoms to people, and I don't know why she didn't look even official, and I was like, and I'm the sort wow. of person I'm just like I'm just gonna take anything that anyone gives me ever, <laughs> like if you give me something for free, I will take it, and I grabbed it and <laughs> Dad was just like he didn't have the same reaction as last time. Oh, good. Um, but he. He like sort of quietly said, "He's like, what do you got?" I was like, "I, was, I got a condom." He's like, "Give me." <laughs> <laughs> um, so and yeah, the, and you were still a child. Uh, that would have been. I would have been fourteen, fifteen. Okay, so you knew exactly. I what knew it was. exactly what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was just like, and I was <laughs> probably you like going, that out later "Oh, I gotta check out the condom." <laughs> in, in an Oxford Street hotel bathroom. Uh. Oh my god! Good um, thing he took it off you because I don't think you can flush them in the toilet. And you know I would have, I would have yeah, tried. Yeah, I'm such an idiot. So yeah, um, apart from that, also quite progressive. There was a TV show called uh, Rock. It was a uh, we spoke of Rock. Yeah, they had yes. a gay wedding. Um, uh. One of the first, I think, the first. So suck that, Ellen. Um, first <laughs> yeah, ones Alan, to sort of tack- just to tackle that, and like I mean, that would have been pretty revolutionary at the time. Yeah, I imagine that wouldn't have gone down very well. No. Like, if you think about the Ellen thing, like, like when she came out on her show. Yeah. They had, like, a wedding. All she did was accidentally say it into a microphone. And what was that, like, 97 or that 98, was 97, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Go rock. Yeah. And I think that's all I've got. Oh, this could be in music, but I'm going to say it now because it's pretty fun. Um, <clears throat> actually, no, I'll, I'll keep it for music. Okay. It's, it's not the music note that I've got then because my music note is not fun. Is that the Millie Vanilli one? No. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was going to be an events thing or a music news thing. Okay. What's what's yours? Uh, Freddie Mercury confirmed that he had AIDS. And then three days later, I think he died. He told he told yeah. the world, and then like he basically died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was gonna be in the. <laughs> then again, like you know, Magic Johnson was in here, so we'll we'll steal stuff from each each other's sections. Today. Yeah. Um, I figured music is more kind of like music, not what's happening to people in music. Yeah. One of my other notices too is that um, Ron Pilatus, who was in, if you remember, from Millie Vanilli. No. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so we talked about how they went through the, the lip-syncing drama. Um, so he attempted suicide. So oh, this is when yeah. like everything, like I think just recently, this, like in this 1991, they had done the mass um, refund. Yep. Um, and like, yeah, he just, um, he Thanks wasn't in a good Karen place. Thanks for Karen from Ohio. Thanks for Karen from Ohio, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but, you know, you know, he's still with us now and like, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, obviously got the help he needed, but yeah, I can imagine like being in the spotlight for that reason would be yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, people are fucking terrible. Yeah. Sports! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Talk about terrible people. <laughs> uh, I want to point out, last month, we were talking about the Rugby Union World Cup. Oh, the one with the bum scrum. Yes. And I said <laughs> the that... The human centipede game. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, Australia-New Zealand, good rivalry, played in a semi-final. Yeah. Australia won. Yeah. And then England-Scotland, the other semi-final, good rivalry, the lesser country won. Yeah. 
I asked who you thought won the final. <laughs> and I said New Zealand, even though they lost. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, you know how, how, how long I sat there like editing? I'm like, I can't cut this out because no. it just makes no sense. And I was like, I don't listen to your drink sports. <laughs> and I wrote it down straight away. I was like, I can't wait to bring this up again next week. What an idiot. <laughs> I thought you meant like who was playing for third and fourth place. Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure New Zealand won the third place, by the way. See? But everyone's a winner. I was right. Uh, so Australia beat England 12-6. Nice. Suck it. Uh, this was also the month of the Adelaide F1 Grand Prix. I saw that. Quite a historic Grand Prix. Was that? Because it was supposed to be 81 laps. Yep. Due to just ridiculous torrential rain. I remember that. 16 yeah. laps. Yeah, I remember that. It was, it was bucketing down. Yeah. yeah. And so the ruling is um, when you cancel a race, you go back one lap. And that's your winner. Right. For some reason, they went back two laps because Mansell spun out. Yeah. I think in the 15th or 16th lap. Is that when he like was having a... He was like yelling at someone too from the car? Like, I remember Mansell in one bit, like he was cut off by someone and he's just like giving someone this huge spray. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure he did that most races. <laughs> he looks... Nigel Mansell looks like if you said to someone... Um, what do you think a British person from the 1950s looks like? And he's just like, he's got like the the moustache and just like the very English look to him. That sort of colonial. angry face. Yeah, he should have like a um, one of those colonial caps on. And doesn't like anything that anyone is doing ever. ever yeah. You're all just disgusting and I hate you. And conversely, Ayrton Senna looks like if you said, imagine someone foreign who's stolen your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and Senna's like, hello. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was uh, Senna Mansell Burger was the podium. I don't want a Senna Mansell Burger. <laughs> Do you want any starters or drinks with that? Um, <laughs> Senna Mansell. Do you remember throughout the year I was talking about the women's uh, qualifications nope. for the FIFA World Cup? Nope. Well, the FIFA World Cup happened. For hey. It was in China. Okay. And America beat Norway in the final. Ooh. I remember the American women's were always very, very high up there. Like, the yeah. men's weren't. No. Um, but then there was one World Cup where they came through, and I was like, oh. Like. Yeah, I think not the last one, maybe the one before. They did all right. Yeah, yeah. I remember the, their own one, which is coming up next year. No, 94. Yeah. Baggio. That's going to be a big year. Baggio. Oh, the sports section is in 94. Um, we also had the Pacific Curling Championships in Japan. Nice. You know how we love curling. Who won Norway, Scotland? Uh, Australia won the men's. Ooh. Yeah. Australia? Well, it's Pacific. Okay. I'm pretty sure there was only like three nations in it. Okay. And Japan won the women's. Okay. Which uh, I'm also sure there was not a lot of competition. No no reckon, disrespect to the winners. But do you reckon there's a lot of curling still going on in Australia? Because I want to track it down. Probably not in Adelaide. Man. We I'm do not- have an ice rink. If they do curling there, we're going to go watch it. Remember when they were going to build us like another big ice rink out north? And yeah, yeah. Things were going to take off and then... If they, if they have a curling competition, we should go and we should commentate. Um, Without any, any knowledge of the rules. I was going to say, even with knowledge, I have no idea how to commentate. Yeah. I don't even know what the thing's called. Is it called a curl? I don't know. A curler? It's no, a the curler, the curler is the person that throws it. Yeah, and then there's brooms. Hurl me that apple, hurler. <laughs> Some more Conan old-timey baseball. Oh, man. Two and two episodes. Um, so on to the sports news. Yes. That wasn't news. That was sports events. Results. Yes. Results is the word. Monica Sellis sets <sighs> the female prize record wow. for a year. Guess how much she took home? $2.4 million. I was going to say That 3. was the 6. record. Okay. That's pathetic. How many things did she win this year? Is that, I know it's 91. Is, is that bigger than 1991 dollars? <laughs> uh, How much know. did the men take home? Like 44 billion. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think they win that just for like each Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Sacramento Kings hey. ended their longest road losing streak uh, in Orlando. This year? <laughs> I think it's probably most years. I don't know how they survive. They've never have they ever been in the finals. Um, I I know that our friend Josh doesn't listen to this. Yeah. So I'm gonna say no. They've never made a final 
He likes ever. Sacramento Kings? Yeah, I don't know how. Gross. I I mean, he I like just, did he just pick the one that was like, oh, what, what, who lost the most? Yeah, because okay. then you're a true fan because you can watch them build. But they but never built. They never built. <laughs> if, they, if you built it, they didn't come. No, they didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, 43 games on the road they lost in a row. That would be disheartening. Yeah. But like they're still winning home games occasionally, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Um, and also, South Africa had their first international cricket match since 1970. That. Yep. You're not terrible anymore. You can come. You can come back and play against us. I mean, it's kind of nice. Like, the world said, "All right, now you've realised that what you were doing was terrible. We'll yeah. let you have something nice." You need yeah. to. I think there was a lot of firsts this year for for South African sports. Like, they were like let back into the scene and a lot of stuff. So, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, it's not fixed, but you you can't reward is the wrong word, <coughs> but you do have to acknowledge when someone takes. And also, the I mean, right like step. it opens opportunity up for like all countrymen, like you know, especially like um, black South Africans to sort of get represent their country. Then I didn't actually look, but I, I kind of didn't want to know if it was just. Or white players. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember the South African team, but I don't know. Like, and I, I can't comment on whether like, there was like much diversity. But maybe I'll look into it next season. Although it's not sports, so I'm not going to. So. Yeah, that's right. Stay out of business. Uh, you done? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Going on to film. All right. We had some films um <laughs> are you not excited about these films oh no there's, there's a few um again like um for some reason two of them two of the major ones that i watched um i didn't seem to list in the notes there's something going something hickey going on so yeah there again. is uh, one of them so, I, I thought came out in 92 luckily i watched it so people on the stairs the adams family fireball goes west beauty and the beast for the boys my girl cape fear child's play three and that is it. I forgot Charles Play 3. There's actually possibly one of the best months of films I would be willing to watch the majority of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd say that. I was very sad that I didn't find time for Fievel, but I plan to in the future. I feel like it's boring, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's as good as the first one. Yeah. But if he gets lost and he's calling for his papa... Is that a whole new... That's all I need. Is that a whole new world? No, that's, that's Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, somewhere out there. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Is that oh, with um, Joe Cocker? Oh, well, well, well. By that impression, I'm thinking no. Shh. <laughs> that was more Creed. Okay, yeah, so um, what have you watched? Let's, let's go through what you watched. I watched this morning because five hours sleep was too much, and I thought, let's get up and watch The People Under the Stairs. Oh, did you love it? No. Oh, why not? It was weird. It was great. Is it a kid's film? Is it a horror film? Is it, like, an erotic film? I think there is a is lot of... Is it an erotic film? There's a lot of eroticism going on in that movie. If you've never seen People Under the Stairs, well, let me take you down the road of People Under the Stairs. Uh, um, we have, I don't know, at the start, um, We've got Big Ed and Nadine from Twin Peaks. We also have uh, Ving Rhames, uh, um, and he plays a uh, a thief. But it's basically about um, the housing crisis, and like there's a there's these two the two Twin Peaks uh, they're, they're like landlords to like um, a lot of the apartments sort of downtown in LA, and they want they're basically going to sell it. They're trying they're trying to like sell people they out, push people out of their house, yeah. and, and they don't maintain the houses and lots of stuff. So um, and there's also a uh, a legend that they've got like lots of like cash like riches like stored in their house did you watch but, this recently? yeah did you notice at the start so like it turns out this kidney's family were three days behind on their rent yeah three days and in the contract it says if you fall behind you have to pay three weeks and then get out yep the fuck well, I it's think only like three I, days. I think it's like a, a really like because Wes Craven does like to put social issues into his movies. So, and this is a Wes Craven. This is Nightmare on Elm Street. Wes Craven screams. Wes Craven doing this movie. I can see it. Um, it's a bit gross in places. Uh, Fool, who's played by um, uh, Jesse from Mighty Duck, he um, goes along with Ving Rhames to break into this like 
is this old Undertaker's. They're, they're Undertaker's as well, these landlords. Ah, uh, that and, makes sense. And um, so they, they break into this house and Ving Rhames and his mate uh, get stuck in there while, like, full... They're all trying to find this treasure. And the owners come back and find uh, Ving Rhames and murder him real good yep. with the help of a dog. And then they've got this... And they call each other mummy and daddy, but they're brother and sister... Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, that's the I thing didn't that, yeah. that. Um and then for some reason the guy in it um likes to dress up in a gimp suit and has this like shotgun that he like shoots the shit out of his house. This is pre pulp fiction too. It was. There is there's a lot there's a lot going on. And they've also got a daughter in this house that um the young um actor fool finds and tries to rescue. It falls down, I think, towards the end when It doesn't end. Well, they escape the house, but then they go back. Um, I get like they want to go back and finish it, but it just it went on for too long. But we, we haven't even got to the, the people under the stairs. So there's so basically what happened. This is here's what my interpretation of, of what is. They have been kidnapping people off the street and trying to find perfect like if and if they're not like if they answer back or if they're not perfect in their eyes then they cut out their tongues and they put them down in the cellar and feed them i don't know like other people other people basically so there's like this there's 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 all these like zombie-ish like people living in the walls then they're led by this one called guy called roach yeah and roach is also do you know where roach is from jury duty Roach is this guy, is, is one of the people under the stairs. He's got no tongue. He's also, he helps people. He helps like um, Fool and he helps Alice, the other girl. And um, I don't know. Axel Rose was also under the stairs. Did you see uh, him? Man, like it's just zombie versions of the Wayne's World cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, they all have got like these like uh, 80s glam metal hairdos. Um, which maybe makes sense. Maybe they, they, they were um, kidnapping them right at the height of like Motley Crue and lots of stuff. Yeah, it's 91, so yeah. this is why metal died, because they all disappeared. They were just going down to Skid Row and just <laughs> taking metal bands yeah. off the street. <laughs> um, it, sort of, it all culminates in um, like Full blows up the, the treasure. He finds it like with the people under the stairs. Oh, he doesn't blow up the treasure. The treasure's still there for everyone. But he's like, he, but he detonates like TNT, and like it's still like all, all the money doesn't seem to be singed at all, and it's no. just like, yeah. And then and Big Ed is fine. Yeah, and even then he stood right next to it. And then uh, the people on the stairs just go out into the community; they're fine now. Yeah, and it ends. It's weird. If only it all happened that quickly. <laughs> like they're strutting around that house looking for each other for way too long. I like, and then also, he kills the dog. That was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Weird. Watch it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adams Family, I'm sort of neither here nor there on it. I was never a big fan of it back in the day. Um, I know, like, a lot of people think it's like, you know, that with Edward Scissorhands, they're like, you know, we're, we're a bit kooky and creepy and we're gothy, and it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. I think because they had their own kind of standalone, like most films that came out, there was three, other, three or four others that would copy it. Yeah. Adam's family, Edward Scissorhands. There wasn't that many that tried to rip it off. No, and it became a big thing for like goth and emos back sort of like for, for like further on. Um, yeah, like I, I look, uh, Christina Ricci as Wednesday steals that film. Like she is amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, we've also got uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, for the boys, I didn't get a chance to watch. Did you watch any of the other ones? I watched Beauty and the Beast. Do you like it? Mm. A lot of singing. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the singing. I'm not a big musical person, but I do love uh, Willy Wonka. I'm not sure what the point of that movie is. Like, is it... No, the message... I, I don't really like the message in it. Yeah. Because firstly, he's not that ugly. No. He looks like a big sexy lion. <laughs> and also, like, he's taken this woman in to steal her and, like, try and make her love him. Yeah. And he's a bastard, obviously. Yeah. And again... Oh, I'm going to be nice for five minutes. Oh, look, I'm in love. You better love me now. Oh, happy endings. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, um, I, it's definitely one that, like, I'd never seen it before. So this was my first time watching it ever. And I was just like, oh, no. 
Did you find the ballroom scene a bit weird? Like the animation? I don't know if it's been remastered. Yeah, I think it's been remastered. That looked weird. I did not like it. Double points for having uh, Jerry Orbach from uh, Law & Order in there. He's, uh... Yeah. Um, I'm interested to watch the remake to see what changes they made. Not many, okay. from what I can remember. I did like it. It was nice. I mean, you watch Emma Watson in any film and going, oh, this is nice. nice. She's nice. A, I have a cup of tea and a blanket. But... Uh, it's the same moral. It's the same journey. Let's talk about something with no morals. Let's talk about Cape Fear. I guess. Let's talk about how Nick Nolte wants to be Harrison Ford because they couldn't get Harrison Ford. <laughs> they did offer him the script. Let's talk about Dutch angles. Have, do you know what Dutch angles are? I fucking hate them. If this is what I think it is, I it's hate them. basically turning the camera on its side and uh, just filming it in the weirdest way possible. And also, like, oh, when you've got... Oh, thinking. Well, it's when, like, you sort of have that horizontal sort of thing. And you know how, like, there's also the, the extreme close-ups? Like, there's a bunch of times where, like, you know, um, Nick Nolte's in the foreground, and then, like, it's like... But he's right up against the camera. Yep. And in the background, you can sort of see people talking to him. It's very, very... It was very experimental for Scorsese. I've seen that in quite a few 90s films, and there's, like, that sort of blur... Yeah. yeah, in the middle of the screen, and they're both in focus. De Palma started Hate it. it. Yeah, De Palma started it. Hate um, it. If you see it, a lot of his films have got it in it. Um, and also, like the, uh, it's like a trippy music video sometimes. Like sometimes, like they'll have like this like bleached negative come in. Yeah, like the sky scenes occasionally. Yeah, and yeah. And it was also, weird. Like their house was obviously a model. From afar, from the, yeah. from the wide shot was definitely a model, but it's like, but it, it also, it, but it never really, blowed up, but it really looked like a model. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like it was, it seemed very, Scorsese was just like, let's, look, I'm doing a remake. People are probably going to watch it anyway. Let's yeah. just like try to fuck around with stuff. Every, there wasn't enough Gregory Peck in it, um, but every time there was, all I could think was, it's condensation. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up or I'll hit you with my ring. <laughs> He, you remember um, that Family Guy scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. He um, he plays the lawyer for Robert De Niro. So if you've never seen Cape Fear, like we get run down, uh, watch the original instead. Uh, basically, um, this uh, convict Max Fady, Max Max Fady, Max Katie gets released from prison. He tracks down his lawyer, who he found out uh, suppressed some evidence. Um, in the original trial that would have gotten him... I don't know whether it would have gotten him off, but it would have gotten him a, a lesser sentence. Mm. Um, he actually fired him during the, the during the trial and, and then represented himself. Um, Sounds like his lawyer did the right thing. I mean, legally the wrong thing, but... I kind of liked how his boss basically said, like, he just didn't let him off the hook. He's like, you, you, you fudged it. Like, you can't do that. And he, yeah. was, he was basically saying, like, Nick, Naughty, Nick Naughty's character in this film does not come off well. Like, he's... No. He is... Um, having an affair. He's having an affair, and not only is he having an affair... Well, is, he's not really. Is he's that, having, yeah, is it actually an affair? Is he just It's an emotional affair. Yeah. Like, I think she, she thinks it's going to go further, but he... And he also um, has had one in his past, which is why his wife... This is why it was going to be Harrison Ford. He's <laughs> right Harrison Ford Street. <laughs> Man, there is uh, the performances in this movie. So Juliet Lewis plays Nick Naughty's daughter in this movie, and there are some scenes between her and Robert De Niro, who plays Max Katie, like the convict. So basically, Max Katie, the convict, wants revenge, and he basically makes Nick Naughty's life a living hell. Um, he uh, seduces, picks up, and then beats the crap out of his like the woman he's having an affair with, and she ends up in the hospital, and then. Um, he visits the house. He kills the dog. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Um, he then, um, there's a really, really unsettling scene between him and Juliet Lewis. It goes he, for way too long. He meets her at her school and, um, and she, she knows who he is too. She works it out. Yeah, she works it out. But she still has she a major crush on him. Yeah. And then there's, um, um, Jessica Lang plays, uh, man, I love Jessica Lang. She plays her, okay. I, she just, she plays unlikable characters quite well. Yeah. Um, she plays the the mum um, and Nick Naughty's wife. Um, it all culminates like so. Ba- basically, Max Caddy finds his way to he gets his gets his way into the house, kills their housekeeper, and then also kills the private detective that they've done. And while dressed up as a housekeeper. Yeah, yeah, got some Hannibal Lecter thing going on. 
Um, but also, um, he's made Nick Nolte seem so crazy up until that point in the movie that Nick Nolte has to leave because he knows that if cops come to his house and find two dead bodies, that they're probably going to think it's Nick Nolte. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, really well constructed. Um, that's what that's what got me in. I'm like, the way that they... He messes with Nick Nolte. Like, Nick Nolte also... Uh, he hires three guys to beat, to beat the crap out of... Um, De Niro. And, and they fail. And they fail. And then he, he goes to the alleyway where they're going to beat him up and he's hiding behind a dumpster. That's so infuriating. That scene is awesome though. I reckon, I love it because you're wondering whether Robert De Niro is going to like, he knows that he's there. Yeah. And you think he's just going to like come, and, come out and just grab him. But he knows that if he just lets him on, like leaves him on the hook, yeah, it's going to be way better. Like the psychological terror in that scene is amazing. Also... When the private detective, he's a private detective, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, suggests, how about two guys with some like bats and a bike chain? I thought that was just an expression. No, they've got they're, bats and a bike chain. He's got an actual bike chain. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with a bike chain? That's, a, that's, a, that's not that's, comfortable to hold. That's classic 80s, 90s um, gang, gang weapons. Uh, uh, stupid. Um, the premise and the storyline of this film are excellent. It's just really like- badly done. I, I like it. I, I really liked it. I, think I, I liked it. how often it reminded me of The Simpsons. And oh, how many of it was just like scene for scene. They even use the same music. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I was so excited. I was like, this is the same music. The I thought they were he's just... like, he's working out and he's got the tattoo showing. Yeah. Because like... growing up watching that episode, I was saying to Matt the other night, I had no idea when I first watched the episode that it already existed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. And then you find out they've ripped off a film and you think they've just kind of like taken bits here and there or like inspiration. But like it's, it's really moment well for moment. Yeah. If there was more rakes, it would be, it'd be exactly. perfect. Um, we won't give away the ending. I mean, you can probably guess the ending, but like the it, it takes place on a houseboat. I reckon that entire scene is pretty cool too. It's kind of funny, the actual ending. Yeah. It gets a bit comical. There are some bits in there where like Nick Nolte is just like goofy and like the, the and even De Niro is a bit goofy too. Like they, this, his I, lo- I love his accent in that movie too. It's just so well, mm. so well done. Uh, yeah, I gave it like four stars. So. Um, what did you I give th- two? You have people on the okay. stairs. Uh, I think people on the stairs one and a half. Oh. Beauty and the Beast was two. Ooh. And Cape Fear I think it was also two. <sighs> that was generous. Okay. I think just like there were some decent performances in it. The premise is good, but there's just like that weird sky coloring they did, the camera blur, double nah. focus thing. Hate love it. it. Love it. Um, I did love the idea of Bill Murray. Oh yeah, because he was gonna play uh, Max Cady, and who was who was gonna play? It was, it was gonna be Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. That would have been interesting. That would have been weird. That would have completely altered Bill Murray's life. Yeah. Can I you imagine him seduce? And also, Drew Barrymore was in the running for the daughter. Apparently, Juliette Lewis did get a massive crush on De Niro from this film. Oh, I mean, I got a massive crush on De Niro from this film. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> All right, let's go on to TV. Uh, there's no real new TV shows like that. That's what happens in like September, October. Um, there was a hundredth episode of Full House, so the twins were born. Nah, <laughs> we haven't covered any Full House, and that's for good reason. Uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White uh, video I know it's a music thing but like the video um, for it oh the music video the film clip yeah um, (laughs) you decide (laughs) (laughs) Um, we also had uh, Liquid Television started to air on MTV which had stuff like Beavis and Butted and Aeon Flux so if you ever watched SBS on a Saturday night I think it was um, by yourself in your bedroom (laughs) before Erotic Ghost Story 3 came on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man I miss Saturday nights in the 90s of just uh, foreign films and self-exploration <laughs> M-rated films that to you were hey, erotic AV they used to used to get the TV guide and it's like ooh S-N-L uh oh <laughs> mom I'm going to my room <laughs> dad's like don't take the condom <laughs> and then like an hour and forty minutes of your life for like a yeah. ten second clip, like fuck. And then, you, but then, you're like you know, later in life, it's like, oh yeah, I've watched a lot of French film to see the boobs that I didn't yeah. see. Yeah. Um, 
We also had uh, we're quite a few Seinfeld and Simpsons episodes. We'll go through them quickly. Uh, we had the cafe, so that um, was when Babu Bhatt first came into oh, Seinfeld, yeah. and he had the uh, the Dream Cafe. Um, it was the first episode where when Kramer enters, he gets the applause. Oh, which I'm not a fan of. The door. Yeah, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Because you can see everyone else like losing their mark and going, oh, okay. mm. uh, George's girlfriend wants him to take him to IQ test and he gets Elaine to do it for him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the tape where um, Elaine leaves a sexual message on Jerry's tape recorder when he's recording one of his shows and he's been trying to track down who it was. Oh. There's a really, really weird scene at the end where <laughs> they all realise it's Elaine and... For the first time, they all see her as like a like a sexual being. Yeah. Oh my god, they they're, they're like real literary. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, the nose job. I I hate this episode. I don't know why. I've always hated this episode, um, where George's girlfriend has the nose job because Kramer Kramer comes in and says like, oh, yeah, you nose job. Like it's, it's all about Kramer's honesty, which I find really funny. Um, yeah. But it's also got one of my very favorite scenes of all Seinfeld where. Jerry's uh, penis and his brain are, taking, are doing a chess match because he's dating what? this he's dating this oh. actress that he doesn't like really respect and then he imagines his, his his penis and his brain having a chess match in his living room and um, yeah it's one of the funniest little uh, exchanges not an actual penis obviously no no but he's got like he's got a little dome head in his in his in his and the the brain Jerry's got a brain cap on I can't picture that at all I'll be put it we'll put it on the Instagram it's it's pretty funny. Um, we also had the stranded where they get to the party and, um, in Long Island and they, uh, no one can get home. Um, then they've got the weirdest part where someone's talking to a about their baby and she's like, maybe a dingo ate your baby. (laughs) (laughs) Is this someone's, uh, fiance party? Yeah. I can't remember. Have you seen my fiance? Where's my fiance? Oh, my fiance. (laughs) Um, it's such a weird thing she says that too, because like, it makes no sense. She just goes, maybe a dingo ate your baby. (laughs) I mean, was it prominent around the time? It was around the time where I think they were just... I think they had done the court case and stuff. I think next, in 92, is when they actually paid her... Paid Lindy Chamberlain uh, damages for, like, oh. lots of stuff. So, yeah. There's a new story that we've skipped. That was in the 80s when it actually happened. But I think, like, the... Uh, the yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We'll find. We'll find out. Okay. People will tell us. Tune in. Tune in. Um... We had, uh, for Simpsons, one of my favourite episodes of all time, um, which was Lisa's Pony. Oh. Heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Heartfelt. Uh, devastating when she has to give her up at the end. Yeah. Um, as a, watching it as a dad, like, I mean, you know, you can watch it not be a dad and have the same feelings, but, like, doing that, like, you know, he does, the, the amount he does for her in this episode... Almost makes up for all the shit that he says. In the yes, it's actually one of very few times where he's being nice and helpful, not just for himself. Yeah. Um, he's also got the kid at the talent show saying, "Seeing my dingling." Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got that Beatles dream. You know, Homer's uh, falling asleep while driving. Oh yeah. And it's got like I think they do Golden Slumbers and yep. um, Touch of Eleanor Rigby, maybe. Yeah, it's like a bit. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, because they do that in the dentist episode too, like as they do uh, Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. And yeah. Look, it's Lisa in the Sky. <laughs> and um, again, see, like, they put a song in your head without you realising that it's there. Yeah. And then you hear the Beatles like, oh, this song's really good. Yeah. Oh, because the Simpsons used it first. <laughs> uh, Lunch Lady Doris's first episode. Um, and also, for some weird reason, Ralph has Nelson's voice in this episode. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. There's a few, like, you know when, like, uh, the two cops changed races. Oh yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> also, oddly, one of my favourite lines is from the uh, Pony Lady. What? I can assure you, despite my Patricia facade, <laughs> my heart is breaking. <laughs> I sincerely hope not. <laughs> Apparently, uh, channeling Catherine Hepburn there. Um, ah. Yeah, good episode. The next one is Saturdays of Thunder. This is also a really good episode. I wonder what this is a pun on, Paul. Oh. What could Saturdays of Thunder be a pun on? I'm glad that they didn't put the fucking soundtrack in it. Um, you're going to find it now, aren't you? 
Maybe. Um, this this episode also has one of my favourite parts of All Simpsons when Homer goes to the Father Son Institute and um, oh, and sees all the great dads. And but then, like, see the shark attacks. It's like, oh no, not again! <laughs> <laughs> it is so such a surreal thing. Like that's the sort of thing that I love those early Simpsons for. Is just like. It's it's going along very nicely, and then just like some surreal, absurd thing happens, and it's amazing. Um, uh, this one also like uh, Martin has the better racer, so like you know, uh, you know, fine. No, carry on. Martin's racer, what? Uh, and then Nelson and Bart race for the uh, for the for, for the final championship. I'll have to watch it again because I don't know if they race to this song or not. Uh, no one's ever played that again. <laughs> uh, we also had Flaming Nose. Turn up now, put some Aerosmith on. Party pooper. No. I refuse. Uh, this is pretty funny. Like, I mean, this is also another, like, three, three episodes in a row. These are, like, bangers. Peaks. Yeah, banger Simpsons. Like, yeah. Flaming Nose um, is probably one, I don't know, I think I've seen this episode the most because it just seems to be always on like network television like it's or even syndication it's like if you flip over like it's just it's hard because there's like from season three to season five i can't i don't feel like there's any filler episodes like they're all just classics but it goes to that whole thing of like season threes are usually the best episodes of all best seasons of all tv shows but there's still some that just stand out and you yeah you feel like they're on tv a lot more yeah i think um I'm going to think that this was one of the first ones that's got Professor Frank in it. Because it's a bit where... <laughs> it's like, uh, the secret goes, Whoa, who's been screwing with this thing? <laughs> when they find out it's cough syrup. That's, uh, oh. Yeah. Um, look, I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really um, a good episode. One of the best prank calls for Bart when he calls for Huge Ass. Yeah. Hello, I'm Huge Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, another incident of The Simpsons almost becoming extremely rich. Yeah. And losing it. Like, it's a constant theme throughout this series of, like, missed opportunities. And I think that was the big thing in America is, like, you know, what? how can we get rich and quick? Yeah. And they, te- they tended to burst that bubble. They never, like... And I think when they started messing with that formula, when they started, like, giving them some money, like, you know, and then, like, they're just leaving the end of the episode and the next episode, like... Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite episodes is when he goes and works for Frank Scorp, like the Hank Scorpio. Yeah. But then they've got the they've got the Denver Broncos in the front of the yard, and then the next <laughs> the next episode is like, well, they haven't got them anymore. <laughs> no, they probably went defunct. Yeah, it's just like I kind of like these ones were like rooted in somewhat reality, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then this Principal Skinner one just fucked it all. I mean, you blame that episode a lot. I do. I hate it so much. I think now we're going through them, you can trace back even more issues and plot holes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't keep notes on what they were doing. Do you know who didn't have any issues at all with their show whatsoever? (sighs) Law and Order. It's the Law and Order Minute. (sighs) Okay. Um, Get my stopwatch out, I guess. Although, uh, do I even need a stopwatch anymore? Because... You never know. You yeah. never know. Um, this season's actually... I, I thought... I never used to like... Oh, well... Law and Order. <laughs> season two and three are hard to get through because um, I'm not a big fan. Paul Salvino... I didn't actually... Because I don't get... Because I, I only get one minute to talk about this fucking thing. Paul Salvino from... Does that uh, mean Good, I'm starting? From Goodfellas? No. From Goodfellas. You know, Paulie. Like the big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he plays one of the detectives after um, the other one dies. He's not that great in it. Oh. Um, but next season, he gets replaced by... Lenny Briscoe, and that's when shit gets real. Uh, we know who Lenny Briscoe is. He was in Beauty and the Beast. The, the live action one or the cartoon one? The cartoon one. He's um the uh, the the candle. He's a candle. Yeah. Okay. That means nothing to me. I know who Lenny Briscoe is. Shut up. All right. So, Law and Order minute. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Okay, the first episode is called In Memory Of. A skeleton of a child was found in the wall of an old building. This is a heavy episode dealing with a lot of trauma and repressed memories, but also one of the season's strongest episodes. Deathly recommended. Like People Under the Stairs. This Pretty is a theme much. of 91. Yeah, dun-dun. Um, <laughs> out of control. Do you like smug male college douchebags from the 90s? Because this episode has a lot of them. Wow. The episode is about a girl who was raped, but because she has a reputation, her story is questioned. The guys in this are wow. gross, the cops are gross, the jury is gross, and there is a sad ending. Is that your synopsis? Bummer, ed- bum- bummer episode, yes, that's mine. Okay. Uh, renunciation. The hi- a high school teacher's husband is run over while walking his dog. The dog's okay. Oh, What kind of dog was it? A little one. Um, what ter- kind? I don't know. Uh. Pomeranian. Turns out the teacher was having an affair with a 16-year-old student, which, by the way, no one seems to have a problem with a female teacher having sex with a 16-year-old boy. Um, and then they hired a hitman to kill her husband, but the hitman says he didn't do it. It's a really good episode, and I have done it again! Fuck! Two seconds. It's two seconds away. Oh, feels good. Uh, I was... I was trying so hard to like kind of I did interrupt longer, you, but not. I did longer descript- descriptions in this one too, and I still got through. <clears throat> next like, next uh, month, I think there's only one episode, so try not to be obvious with like delaying you, <laughs> but want to delay you just enough that it wouldn't finish. You asked me what the dog was, and I was like, I know. What you're well, doing. I want to know what kind of dog it was. I thought you would have made a note because you know that I would ask. A rookie. It's a dog. I don't know. I don't know what dogs. Look like. I don't know what dogs look like. Was it fluffy? A little bit. Hmm. Okay. Moving on music. <laughs> Uh, so the music story I was going to tell you at the start, um, had to do with, um, so Jermaine Jackson. Yes. He released a song and I just wanted to, it's called Word to the Bad. Now, he released it and then there was an original version of it, which I'm going to talk about now. And there's another version that came out that had some lyrics taken out. It's basically a diss track to Michael. Because Jermaine Jackson's Michael Jackson's uh, brother, um, and I'm going to read for you. I don't know why <laughs> Michael would have such a uh, issue with this song. Let's, let's let's look at the lyrics. Do you need some music while you read it? You know what? No. You can try and take take my rock set crown, but it's not going to happen. I was just asking. Okay. Uh, reconstructed, been abducted, don't know who you are, they think they love you, they don't know you, lonely superstar. Ooh. Never think about who you love, only think about number one, you forget about where you started from, you only think about what you want, don't care about how it's done, you only think about you, your throne, be it right or be it wrong. And Michael Jackson came back with his like greatest hits album called Number One. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why it was just called, no- it was, right? It was pretty much called Number One, yeah. Yeah. Um, it ain't about your world. This is the chorus. It ain't about your world. It ain't about the things that you do. If you don't care, I don't care because you keep thinking about you. It ain't about you taking my pie. You've been taking. You've been taking for a long time. If you don't care, I don't care. If you keep, well, I ain't, I ain't thinking about you. Pie. Why would cash on screen? Um, oh. Why would Michael think that's about him? <laughs> like, there's just no subtlety at all. Oh no. It's like I expect it to be kind of metaphorical, and you know. No, no, blatant. I love it. I believe that Jermaine was the bass player in the original Jackson Five, so it's like he might not be like a lyrical genius. I mean, there's some good rhymes in there. Yeah, he gets to the point. Um, I'll just also go through. So we've got. Was that the edited version? Or is that's that the... no, that's the unedited version. So okay. they 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 released the edited version in the United States, but the rest of the world got the unedited version. Ooh. Uh, we also um. So we, we covered Freddie Mercury. Eric Carr died from heart cancer, which I didn't think it was even a thing. Who's, um, who's Eric Carr? He was in... Wasn't he in Kiss? Yeah, he was the um, drummer for the rock band Kiss from 1980 to 1991. So, uh, R.I.P. Eric Carr. Izzy Stradling, Quit Guns N' Roses. Oh. Wonder why. Drama. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to cause another riot. Um, Maybe he's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> I think Izzy Stradling was a good person. Like yeah. he got, and I remember at the time, because my brother was kind of into Guns N' Roses. Like everyone hated Izzy Stradling because like the band used to like rip on him a bit. Yeah. But I think he was actually one of the good ones. But 
I don't know. I don't come at me with like some Izzy straddling facts that he's not a good guy. I mean, he's maybe just the lesser of the orange evil. <laughs> uh, so in Australia, we had a few. Uh, we had some different number ones. So everything I do is definitely in the uh, in the rearview mirror. Thank God. Ah. Um, we also. This is really weird. Like. This is The Fly by U2. Mm, not a fan. What a weird song from that album to pick as your first number one. In a On an album that has the one on it. Yeah. You pick that one. Um, we also had... Uh, Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. I don't recall this being on your fact sheet. It's on the bottom. Why would you put it on there? Why would you put it out there now? It's on the bottom. But why is this happening? Because this is the um, this is the charts. That was number one for a period of time. Inappropriate, unnecessary. You don't like it. Ruined. Did you no one some, likes it. Did you? I think. It was, I think. Look, I'm, my dad's a good guy, but I think. Oh. <laughs> I think like that's another thing. Like I think that used to come on in the car. He'd be like just. Turn it off. <laughs> That's fair. It's a terrible song. Yeah. Even like uh, Taylor Swift sampled it or like used oh, really? the melody of the chorus in one of her songs and it's the worst song on the album courtesy of that terrible melody. And then this one. I think that pretty much takes out takes us into 1992 for most of the charts. I'm not sure what the stance is when someone does something terrible and they're not a good person. Can you still listen to their music once they've died? Um. Can you go back to it? Uh. Our mate Andy's thing is that as long as as long as if you get it from the library, it's not as bad. Because you're not you're not giving them money. Well, he's not getting any money now. Well, yeah, I mean, his estate is, I suppose. My, my yeah. theory that is he's not actually dead and he's living somewhere and crazy rich. I remember, like, when um, when it happened. Allegedly happened. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I really noticed that, like, were you working? Yeah, you were working at it. I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, we got a um, an email from uh, head office saying, like, any DVDs that we got like put them on the new release shelf it's like uh, and I, we went into, I went into JB Hi-Fi and they had like a big like uh, stack at the front of the thing it was like all his CDs and all his I'm like oh my god this is why he didn't die <laughs> he just made crazy money off everyone thinking he was dead in America again yeah Jesus what a man of oh Jesus <laughs> I thought we already did this song Nah, it came back. Came back with a vengeance. Um, <sighs> and we also had. Uh, I won't play it because we played it last. Uh, um, played it last month. Uh, Cream by Prince was uh, oh, yeah. up there with the charts yeah. too. Um, but yeah, looking at releases for um, November, we had uh, um, obviously U two. Not as good as I thought. Yeah, I thought little... this was like one of their breakout good albums, but there's. There's a lot of filler on this album. Yeah, like it's it's uh, it's not great. Like we've also we've also got one like I really like Mysterious Ways. I reckon that's a really good song. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's okay. Um, we got one, um, obviously one of the biggest um, uh, biggest singles. I don't want to be a U2 fan or a Bono fan, but one, it's possibly the one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah, it's an amazing song, and for it to be on this album doesn't fit. I remember. Um, like you two have got like so, like there's like a real big backlash against you two. Like it's it's not They're like a good a, band to hate. People hate them, and yeah. I don't know why I hate them. Like I don't really mind that they gave me a free album. That was fine. Like at iTunes at the time. Yeah. We also had uh, one of my favorite um, albums of this year. Such a good song. Oh man. What's it from? 
I swear I've heard this song a hundred places. Like, I, don't I know think a lot of people have. I know it got remade by um, the guy from Death Cab for Cutie did it um, recently. Ah, um, that's why. That's the concept. This is from the album Bandwagon-esque by Teenage Fan Club. Um, probably one of my favorite albums of this of this entire season. Um, I really like this song too. As much as I loved them when I first found them in 1990, yeah, as last season, yeah. I didn't find them 31 years <laughs> Back ago. Back in the day, um, I didn't love this album as much as I wanted to or expected to. There's yeah, a couple I, of really good songs on it. Again, there is a bit of fill on it. Like it's 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 not um, like they got a lot of good stuff coming too. Um, but I really really like this album. Um, I really like Teenage Fan Club, and this podcast has really opened my eyes up to them. Um, we had um, some Enya. I can never get enough Enya. Well, you can. <laughs> um, also, I don't know why I didn't look it up before, but uh, Teenage Fan Club's The Concept was in Run, Fat Boy, Run. Um, we also had... Um, I'm so happy about this. Uh-oh. Bob Hoskins is back. How weird is that? <laughs> I hate this song a lot. Yeah, but it's a pretty good song. And also, when you play it on Spotify, it's got one of those videos. Ooh. And it's just him, Ugh. like, closing his... It's really disturbing. <laughs> if you've got Spotify, put I Can't Dance on by Genesis and look at the screen. You know, there's not many things that make me angry in music, but when a lead singer leaves a band to make a solo record... Yeah. And it sounds exactly like his other fucking band. What is the point? Oh, and why is that band accepting you back to make another album that sounds the same as the album you just made by yourself? Yeah, yeah. What is I'm, the point? I'm, I'm not a Genesis fan. Like I'm not gonna, oh. I'm not gonna stand for Genesis here. And this album is, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Genesis just don't. Yeah, don't get me. Don't boil your potatoes. Uh, Two pack came out. This is a pretty good album. His voice is a lot deeper than I yeah, yeah. thought. Um, Two-pack Copalypse Now. I feel like that should roll off the tongue better. Yeah, I know. Tupacalypse? Tupacalypse? Tupacalypse. Just sounds like two packs of lips. And we also got, obviously, Michael Jackson uh, with Dangerous, which will just be like smash it over the next couple of years. This is but it will be knocked off next year by a uh, young upcoming Seattle band called Nirvana. <laughs> um, I don't know if Michael Jackson is like bordering on PTSD for how much it was played in our houses. We've got who endless home videos of, of us dancing to Michael Jackson. And no one's actually playing Michael Jackson. It's just his songs are playing and we're terribly dancing. Can you put No. <laughs> I think we did actually get them converted to DVD. Oh. But then how do you get a DVD onto... No, I don't even... Find a way. Nah. No one wants that. Mother, put black and white on again. <laughs> I want to dance. I don't. I can't even remember what songs it was, but it's just... It's melted my brain into... Uh, let's not. I have a relative who's like mad keen on Michael Jackson to like the point that... I think on social media she still commemorates his um his death alleged death um each year. I'm gonna fish was, him out. He's not dead. Um and I don't know where there's a lot of smoke. There's usually at least like some sort of fire. And a um, living man in Switzerland. <laughs> so that's it. That's November 1991. No um, rain. We had some we had some good times. Yeah, it's a decent month. It was actually. I look. Um, I think November last year was also pretty good too. Um, so yeah, three more episodes for the season, uh, and then as as we've said, we're going to take a little break. Um, but until then, what's um, coming up in our uh, bonus this week? Uh, we are talking about family films because, like, we're basically so being a sort of nostalgic podcast. You, um, most of us were, you know, 
kids in back, the kids early mid nineties. So it only it only sort of makes sense that we sort of look at the the kids films that were out and maybe do a bit of a comparison to like how kids movies are these days because it's um there is there is a difference. You watch a lot of kids movies these days. I do. Um, Mitchell's vs. the Machines recently on Netflix. Very cool. It's okay. got uh, Abby from uh, Broad City. Yeah, Broad City's in it. Yeah. She's uh, good. So, if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, pod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, thank you to everyone who entered our latest competition, and congratulations to our uh, winners, uh, Scarlett Oleander and Ryan10111. <laughs> uh, we also, um, there'll be more, um, hopefully, more competitions next season, too, so stay tuned. Um, we also will be uh, putting a lot of stuff up there for the next season about. Uh, what our watch-alongs will be and what albums we might be covering. Um, it'll be a bit more listener-focused, listener so just uh, yeah, get in touch with us. Yeah, so let us know anything you're thinking or feeling or you don't want. Yeah. Because we're just winging it. We're just winging it. Um, we also, you can check us out on Letterboxd, uh, Trolley P.D. Lumsden, um, check out the movies that we've been uh, watching this season. Many check, two stars. Check us out on Spotify, uh, Living in the Past podcasts, and then the month you want to listen to. Um, at the end of the season, there'll be a um, best of that you can also listen to as well. Looking forward to that. And then we, uh, that's it. We're done. I'm done. See you in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> See you in a few days. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax.